Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Have you ever, just in your life, you know, was just kind of going through life? You were just kind of going through the motions? And you just, you know, uh, I go to church, uh, then I'm gonna go to work, and even, even going through the motions, hey, honey, I love you. Hey, kids, let me too. do this. Uh, okay, and you just, okay, I'm checking my boxes. Who's, who's, you find yourself in that sometimes? It's what you call autopilot. Yeah, you're kind of like on yeah. autopilot. But what can happen is, man, you just, you lose your passion when you do that for the things that are just so important in your life. And, and today, we want to we wanna bring you from kind of that rut, from that place, yeah. To, to getting back to the things that really matter. And those things all matter, but there is, come on, there's the main thing. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about the main thing that we need to be doing and the, the reason why we're ex- in existence and still here on the earth is we need to be moving towards the main thing. And so, you know, it's important for us to, to get a hold of this, to realize this so we can move to get there. And so, because I want you to know something, the church is not just important to go to, but to be mobilized by. Can I get an amen? Amen. Listen, uh, the church is the hope of the world. God, Jesus is the hope of the world, but he, he put that responsibility to get it out to us. And so the church is so, so important to our time. It's so yeah. important at time. I think that's why God, first of all, had us go through this series called Why Church? And now he's bringing us into this new series so that we can realize why church. Can I get an amen? And we can move to doing the things that God's called us to do. You want to elaborate? And I find, and I find at my age, I'm, get, I'm growing older and you start to wonder, but, what's the... But you're looking younger, baby. Oh, thank you, baby. <laughs> you kind of wonder, what's the point of it all, or, or what's my part in this? And I love, clearly, we see what it is in 1 Timothy 3, 14 and 15. It says, I am writing these things to you, hoping to come to you before long. But in case I am delayed, I write, so that you will know how one should act. Everybody knows there's a certain way we should be acting Right, church? Yeah. So how you should act in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. Wow. And I love that he uses that word pillar right here, because when you think of a pillar, that is something that is steady, something you can count on. So as the world is going crazy, which who believes it's kind of going crazy? The church, our... It going crazy. Yeah, okay. Our responsibility is to be that steady thing. That thing that the world, when they are scared, when fears come upon them, they see hope in us. And so the church isn't just this word. The church is us. 
It's here, us at the Church International, but also the Universal Church, and our purpose is to bring hope to the world, and then we're also to mobilize the kingdom of God. The New Testament church was built with a purpose. Let me tell you something, church. Uh, who, who wants to see the world better? You know, we look at the craziness. Who wants to say, I want to make a difference? We talked about the dark agenda and the things we do. I want to make a difference. Who says, I want to make a difference? I want to make a difference. Listen, the church is the only hope for that difference. That's right. Amen. The church is the only hope. Us who are gathered here today, us who are watching, by the way, welcome those watching. I know we had a few families that couldn't even get out because the roads were flooded. I just want to tell you guys, we love you and we appreciate you praying tuning in. Praying for you. We are praying for you. And all the rest of you guys tuning in. Come on, y'all give them a hand clap. We love you guys praying for you I'm glad it's not in your house amen but I mean if the world is going to be impacted if the world is going to change the church has to rise up that's right and move to the place where we're doing what we're supposed to be doing I want to give you a scripture in Matthew 16 and 18 I want you to check this out it says and and I kind of set this up for you. This is where Jesus was asking the disciples, who do people say that I am? And they were saying this and this and that. And then Peter finally said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but that's something that was a spiritual revelation. That was revealed to you by my father who is in heaven. And sometimes we go into this scripture I'm about to read and we think of the person Peter but we can't just think of the person. Peter, Peter was an important part of it, just like you are, are an important part of it. Honestly, Amen. Jesus would be putting your name there, right here. And I also say to you that you are, you know, Mark. I also say that you, you know, you are Terry. I also say to you that you are Jonathan. You know, this is because the revelation is what changes people. Right. It comes from heaven. But God uses us, come on somebody, to bring it to humanity. And so that's why we're the pillar, oh come on, in yeah. support of the truth. Yeah. But, but he says something, he says, and also I say to you, you are Peter, let's say this, I want you to read it with me, and when you get to Peter, say your own name, ready? I also say to you that you are Cindy. Mark. Yes, and upon this rock, I will build, build my, my church, church, and the gates of Hades, Hades will not, not overpower it. Now Hades right there means hell. And he says, I will build my church. Who's building his church? Jesus. But are we involved with this? Yes. yes. So, but he says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not be able to stop it. It will not be able to keep it from my mission, from, from building lives, from building souls, from saving lives, from saving souls. So this very scripture tells you that the church was never meant to be stationary. Yeah. The church was never meant to stay in these four walls. The church was never meant for us to be closet Christians. The church was meant to move. Yes. The church was meant to go into. And that's why it says the gates. Guess what? When's the last time you saw a gate move? All right. So the gates, they don't move. So he was insinuating that the church needs to be the one moving. See, a lot of times we want the gates to come to us. Mm. We want the people to come to us. And God says, no, that's not what I did. Yes, I give you the church and it's an oasis. It's a place to be equipped 
to be empowered, but you've got to leave out of those doors. You've got to leave out of the doors of your house realizing that you're going to do something. You're going to build my kingdom. And how are you going to build my kingdom? By seeing people saved. Can I get an amen? Amen. By impacting the lives around you. Every time we leave out of these doors, we need to be going, wow, I am going into the gates of hell. When you leave your house, I'm going out of the gates of hell and I'm going on my mission. I'm, I'm in motion. I am moving. And guys, that's why we're going into this series with the title called Motion. Because that's exactly what we have to be doing. We have to be in motion to go into the world to make a difference. It's not for us to just stay here. Yeah. It's not for us to just shine our light at ourselves. But it's to take our light and shine it to humanity and let the world know that there is a hope. And that hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. So talking about motion, we're going to do a little physics lesson. Who loves physics? Who took physics in high school or college? Anyone? Wow, not that many. Okay, so I'm going to give you a little physics lesson. I will not talk about my physics history, but so we discover in the law of motion, it says, okay, this is Newton's first law states that a body at rest remains at rest and a body in uniform motion remains in uniform motion unless acted upon by an external force. Mm. Anyone want to admit that that just went over their head? Okay, I'm going to simplify it just in case you did. You don't have to raise your hand. That's okay. That's okay. Basically, it means if you got something, something, okay, and if it is standing still, okay, his law of motion says that it is going to stay still unless something pushes it. Here, babe. Okay. Here's an example. Oh, all right. Okay, so here, we're going to do this. This is the something. This is the object, okay? I'm going to put this right here. Oh, it must be windy. Okay. Let it, let it stay still. All right. So his law of motion says that that ball is going to stay there unless something pushes it, whether it's the wind, whether it's your foot. Okay. It is going to stay there or a dog or a toddler comes push it. It's going to stay there. You want to demonstrate? All right. So, so. You know, it's going to stay there, and this is what the law of motion is until an external force, say external force. External force. Comes and goes, boop, and moves it. Boop. Because that is how it goes into motion. And so we want you to understand something. The church needs an external force pushing it. You, individually, needs an external force pushing it. Yeah. And so you, how many of you know you got to keep it up and you got to keep pushing it? Who can help me keep this up this morning? Who can help keep, come on, who can, who can help keep it up? Keep it up. Oh, where you at, Lee? Y'all keep it up. Y'all, oh, oh. y'all got to get it up. <coughs> up means that way, by the way. Get it up. Oh, this is up. Get it. Where no, no, look, come wall? on. Bump, Here, give it back. Give it back. They don't get it yet. Stand up. Stand up. Y'all might oh, need yeah. to stand look, up for this. Here, give me, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. There we go. He's like, give it back, give, give it, it back, back. Give it back, Y'all not doing it right. Stand up, everybody stand up, stand up. I want to keep this ball in motion and I want to, where's the other one? Hey, hey, don't hurt Someone anybody. Someone go give me the other one. Don't I believe hurt you're, anybody. You're, you're good enough to get more than one going. This better not hit the ground and it better stay in motion. Now get it in motion. 
Come on, give me some music back there, Kevin Dale. Give me some music back there. Get it in motion. Keep it up. You got to move. Oh, come on. Hit that thing up. You act like you're in church. You can't move. Let's go. Come on, Lisa. Yeah, there Lisa, we go. Get that ball. Keep it up. Yes, 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 yes. Come on, give me that, give me that. Keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Come on, keep it up, bring it that way, bring it that way. Come on, go that way. Come on, keep it going, y'all need some work over here. Come on, y'all need some work, keep it up. Keep it up. Yes, move it, move it. Turn it up, turn it up. Turn it up, let's go. Balls all into the same place. You notice that the balls ended up in the same place. Okay, y'all can quit. Y'all can quit. Y'all can quit. Y'all having too much fun. It kind of reminds me of the time in, in church service. We gave all the kids some school supplies, and then the school supplies were some rulers. And the yeah. whole service, they were going whack, whack, hitting each other with the rulers. Anyway, wow. this is kind of wow. what it reminds wow. me of. Wow. So that's awesome. So again, okay, law of motion. The church was never meant to just exist, but it was meant to be in motion. And, and we have to understand something that, you know, it has to be a force, an external force that is pushing it. When you don't have an external push, then there's no motion. And that's why you see churches that end up dead. Yeah. That's why you see Christians that end up, you know, they're not moving anywhere. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything because they, they don't have the external force pushing it. And actually there are four, say four. Four. It's interesting, four <laughs> gospels and four faces of God. And there's four external forces that God uses to push the church. And we're going to deal with today uh, the most important one that God uses to move the church as an external force. And how many know his name is Jesus Christ? Amen. And so in Mark 16 and verse 15, it says, and he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And so what did Jesus do right here? He's, he's going, hey guys, go. This is what he's doing. He says, hey guys, go. When you leave your house, when you leave the church, you, you, you're doing something. You're going doing what? Read it. You're going doing what? Preach the gospel. It didn't say you're going to make a living. Yeah, come on. Oh, come on, somebody. It didn't say you're just going to have fun. Right. It didn't say you're going just to try to have a, a blessed life. No. He said, you're, you're, you're going out there. And look, all of that, there's nothing wrong with that unless you're not doing this. Hmm. You're going out there for a reason, and I need you in motion for this reason, and that is to preach the gospel. The church has lost the idea that there is power in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. I need you to preach that. Who, who in here, the gospel has changed your life? Then why are we holding it into ourselves? Come on. Why are we being stationary about this, quiet about this? We need to go out 
and be pushed in this area. And so Jesus, the one whom we follow, okay, he expressed um, why he was here and therefore giving us the example and command of why we are still here. Okay, I'm not just saved so I can have a good life. I'm not just saved so I could sleep at night and, and walk in peace and love and joy and all of those things. There is a reason we are here. And this scripture tells us why. Luke 19.10, he said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus is saying right here, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. And he gives us the same reason for being here. Okay, we have that same purpose. If you may be wondering, man, what is my calling? God, what do you want me to do in my life? Why did you put me here? This is why. He put you here for this reason. He set you apart. He plucked you out so you could be his voice. You could be his voice. And I love how it says he's come to seek. We need to be looking for those that are lost. We need to be looking for those that are seeking the truth and then moving as the Holy Spirit leads. And that's, you're not just waiting for them to come to you, but I know every day I'm like, God, open my eyes to see who you want me to see today. We're, we're waiting for permission when Jesus already told you what to do. Yeah. He's like, why, why are you even asking me? And I love, he shared this in this passage when Jesus um, this verse 10, it followed after Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Okay, he was collecting taxes and he was making a killing off of the people. Okay, he had a lot of money. Okay, you may know him as Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Okay, he was really short. So he had all this money. Thank you. You're hey, like, I was, was kind of fast. Good. Do it again. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Yeah. I did not write that. I'm yeah. not the original songwriter. Anyway, so Zacchaeus was missing something. He had a void in his life. Even though many may have looked at him and said, man, he has it all. He has everything. There was something missing in his life, and that was Jesus. He was and a so short, was, lost, rich, corrupt tax collector. Right. That's what Zacchaeus was. <laughs> and so he did what he needed to do to see Jesus. And Jesus saw it. And he said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. Amen. So Jesus went to his house. And, and all the people around were like, man, he's a sinner. Why is he going? Da, 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 da. You know, and Jesus said, hey, I've come to save the lost. I'm going to seek and save the lost. And what's crazy is I think, mm. I, I know I've been guilty of it. I think that the lost, I'll get in like this box and maybe it's only the impoverished that need Jesus. Maybe it's only the fatherless that need Jesus. I may see someone that is successful and just has all that the world can offer. And sometimes I wonder, does he really need Jesus? Yes, everyone needs Jesus. And so we need to make sure that we don't fall into that box in thinking and, and allow God to open our eyes. Man, the Lord, when you were talking, the Lord showed me something. We're, we are so quick, and, and for good reason, yeah. to go to each other's houses and to encourage each other and fellowship with each other. 
And the Lord says, man, I appreciate that you're doing that, but you can't just go to believers' houses. Hmm. Wow. I, I, I am calling out for all of us in here to realize it's almost like we become Pharisees and Sadducees. Wow, wow, this is like coming together while I'm talking. Uh, the Pharisees and Sadducees would not go into a Gentile's house because they feel they would, they would be uh, made dirty by it. Wow, yeah. We have gotten as a church where we have become the Pharisees and Sadducees. Yeah, Where wow. we feel like, well, I don't want to go to that lost person's house because that's just going to, that might mess me up. Why are we worrying about ourselves when we should be worrying about the person who's messed up? Yes. That's who, listen to me. God, God is going to show you, God has already shown you some people that you ought to be going to their house hmm. because it takes conversation. Yeah. It takes conversation. It takes listening. And we, we, we have got to get there as a church. We should, we should, we should stop having where it's just us showing up here. Hmm. But we should have where we're building friendships with others, sharing Christ with others, and eventually they may end up here. Yeah. Or at least they end up somewhere. Can I get an amen? Amen. So important. Amen. You know, and you done? Mm-hmm. You know, in Luke 4, 18, also Jesus says, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And so he said, man, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me. What's crazy is, Pastor Warren, a lot of times, you know, the anointing and we want the spirit of the Lord so we can feel good. Hmm. We, we call a feel good service, man, God moved. Hmm. God says, no, you really want to see him move? It's when... You get yourself out there and, and you do the hard work of reaching somebody. Yeah. And when that yeah. person goes, wow, I, I, I need Jesus, that's wow. me moving. That's when he stands up and goes, ooh, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. My father is doing something. Amen. See, we look at the spirit of God moving as in here and God's like, no, I've hover, the spirit hovers over the earth. No, the spirit is there to convict. The spirit is there to, to, to show people that if they stay where they're at, they're going to die in judgment. And the spirit is there to guide them into the righteousness of God, which is found in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. See, uh, we ought to be coming up to these crosses of prayer. Anoint me. Anoint me that I can share my story with somebody. Amen. Anoint me so that this week when I'm at work, I can be a witness to Jesus. See, we want the anointing for the wrong reasons. Now, good. It's good to be anointed if you're sick, to be anointed, you know, to uh, for joy, to be anointed for freedom. But let me tell you something. We also need to be anointed to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on. I don't know. Listen, I ask God to stir your hearts in here today. Listen, I ask him to stir your hearts in here today. It's okay. It's kind of like when the ball's going around. Should I move? Should I move? Should I move? Yes, you should move. (laughs) Should I shout? Should I shout? The Bible says shout unto the Lord. Amen. Can I get a shout? Yes. Listen to me. We have got to realize 
what the anointing is for, what yes. the, what the, why, why we are still here, what is our mission. We got to get out of this checklist mentality. We got to get out of these four walls. We got to get away from just seeing each other and we got to go and reach the world. Amen. Amen. That's why we're here. I love it. I love it. Uh, Sadie was sharing a a story with us this week. Sadie and Josiah, they had to go to the bank. You know, they moved and they had to switch all this stuff and the bank messed up. They had some errors and the bank did. And so it it could have been a situation where they've got, they got really, really frustrated. But while they were there the second or third or fourth time, I don't know how many times they've had to go. They were sitting there. The employee at the bank just started asking them questions. And it opened up and Sadie and Josiah saw, man, this is an opportunity to share the gospel with this woman. And they just start sharing and she was just amazing. They were able to tell their story, share the gospel with this woman. And I thought, man, if they would have gone in there mad, angry, frustrated, because they really had the right to, but instead they prayed that morning, got their heart right. And if, if we think about that every day, In the morning when we wake up, we're asking the Lord for opportunity. God, let me see as you see. Let me respond like you want me to respond. He's going to give us, he's going to send us those people. But we are called to be his ambassadors. Ambassador actually means someone that represents him. Okay, kind of, I would, I would leave the kids with Sarah, babysit when, when she was a teenager. And basically, I told the younger ones, I said, she is mama while I am gone. So you better listen to her. She is the she boss of you. She is the boss of you while I am gone. And so what she says goes. And we, her daughter, same way, Ardra graduated kindergarten. And her goal, she said, I want to be a principal so I can whip somebody. <laughs> And then one of her gifts yesterday, her, uh, her mamma gave her a little principal's box. Okay, so she fed it tons of stuff in it, and she pulled out a ruler, and she said, oh, it's a whipper. That <laughs> <laughs> baby's hard. It at least gets you 12 inches of obedience. Come on, somebody. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> so we are ambassadors with the Ministry of Reconciliation. And it's clearly written in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 through 20. (laughs) That was so funny. That was funny. Okay. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us. Okay. We gave you a physics lesson. Here's a little English lesson. Us means us. Okay. So if you call yourself a child of God, who calls themselves a child of God? If you don't, that's okay. Just stay here. You will eventually, okay, us, us. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them. I wanna stop right there. If we could stop just viewing the lost by what they're doing wrong and start seeing them in the condition that they are in. Lost. That's how Jesus sees them. Not counting their wrongdoings against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. That word we, we are ambassadors. Say we. Not just us. We. Say nosotros. Did I say that right? Yeah. 
Say nosotros. That means we in Spanish. Y'all were not confident in that. Y'all were like, what you getting us to say? We, oui, we. Oui. Okay. Oh, no, French. that's yes, yes. Yeah, that's French. We, we in French means yes. Okay, gotcha. Okay. But no, that no. Means yes, we. Oui. No, no, no. That's no on all three. Okay. Okay. So therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were making an appeal through us. You know what appeal actually means? That you have very important information mm. that will change someone else's mind. Yeah. So we have very important information that we are holding and God wants us to tell it to change the lost mind. Mm. Okay, so as though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ be reconciled to God. It is through us. God is flowing through us. I am thankful that on our blind date that you didn't just tell me, oh, you look good or all the nice things. Do you know on our blind date, he talked about Jesus on a blind date. He was not scared about running me off. He decided uh, I'm going to try to run her off because if she doesn't want Jesus, I don't want her. On a blind date, I'm thankful for that. Good point for, for all you singles. Yes. And watch them. You know, this scripture also reminds me of Lot, and we were talking about this. When Lot was in the city, Abraham begged the Lord to not destroy the city that Lot was in. And he's like, Lord, will you save it for, you know, 50 people? Yes. Lord, will you save it for 20? Yes. Lord, will, we, will you save it for 10? You know, Abraham, I'm sure, did not know the condition of his family in that city. So he's trying to figure out, man, if there are a few righteous, are you going to save this city? And so the Lord sent an angel to save Lot and his family, knocked on his door. And, and Lot was trying to beg. You know, he's like, come with it. You know, he had daughters and sons-in-laws. And Lot knew, man, God is about to wipe out this city. You need to come with me. Come with me. He begged them and begged them. And the sons-in-laws refused because they preferred the condition that they were living in. We won't necessarily determine the outcome, but we need to have that heart knowing, oh my God, I know what, man, I know what freedom is like. I know what Christ did for me. I want everyone to have that. And we need to grab it and beg people. Beg them, plead with them, tell them there is another way. There is another way. Wow, wow. You know, there was this uh, pastor that said this quote and I, I read it and I was like, whoa, it's, it can be so true. And I want you to pull it up for me if you don't mind. He said, my greatest struggle in reaching the world is to get the people in the church to open their mouths. And actually, that's what Jesus would say. Because he said, I've, I've tied my hands to, to your obedience. I've tied my hands to your obedience. Amen. That, because I mean, he could appear in the sky or go to someone himself but he's decided that he wants to entrust that to us that this is what we would do 
And that's why in Romans 10, 14 through 15, it says this, how then are they to call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him who they have not heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? But how are they to preach unless they are sent? Now keep that up right there. I want to stop right there. See, we wrongly, same thing with ambassadors. We wrongly, when we hear ambassador, well, that's Pastor Mark and Cindy. No, like she said, it's we, it's us. It's you, it's me, it's all of us. We wrongly hear preacher and we think here on Sunday morning, preaching from, you know, the altar here. No, guys, preaching just means proclaiming. It just means proclaiming. And he said, you know, how are they going to get it unless you do it? How are they going to get it unless someone had been sent? Can I tell you something? The only reason we are still here on the earth, why would Jesus save our life to leave us here? Hmm. He even tells us this ain't your home. You become aliens to this. He even tells us that. He said, but I'm leaving you here. And why he said, that's why he says ambassador. Listen, you realize this? There's no ambassador to America. If you, America has no American ambassador. You only have ambassadors when they're in a foreign place. Hmm. And so God says, look, I've, I've now accepted you into my kingdom. And so you're foreign to the world, but I need you. What's ambassador do? He represents. He represents the kingdom. He doesn't try to become them. He represents the kingdom to them. And he says, so sent your ambassadors, your preachers, every single one of you. Say it. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am a preacher. I am a preacher. And say, I have been sent. I have been sent. Every one of us has a responsibility to be an ambassador and to proclaim our story yeah. to others. But first, hear theirs. Yeah, come on. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come on, I'm going to go to your house. You notice Jesus didn't say anything and Zacchaeus told him everything? Yeah. If we quit talking and start listening. Oh, come on. If we could quit quit talking and start listening it'd be unending the amount of houses that want us to go to their house wow and he, he listened to the story and then he was able to tell Zacchaeus God's story see we listen to the story of someone and then we're able to say wow yes I get it I know you don't understand you I've done this I've done this it's fine I did too but what you need to hear is my story. See, a lot of people, Cindy, I think they think that uh, I'm not adequate. Yeah. You know, maybe, man, you get around Pastor Mark and man, he can just like, dook, 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 quote scripture, or I don't know the Romans road and all that. Listen to me, uh, quit worrying about all of that. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Yeah. You have a Bible app on the inside of you. Yeah. And all you need to have is listening ears, and all you need to have is your own story. Yeah. Does everyone in here have your own story? Mm -hmm. I would say you do. The question is, 
When's the last time you told it to somebody? Mm. Because we have gotten stagnant, we've gotten stationary. When's the last time you have led someone to Jesus? This should be a common occurrence that we all do with people we meet all the time. And it's gonna come through relationship. Yeah. It's gonna come through sitting down. It's hard to do a, you know, a five minute through the store lead to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. I, yeah. I met someone yesterday that I'll start going there now because uh, I see an opportunity. They're lost. They they're, didn't seem to be, you know, any God stuff inside of them. And I see an opportunity to say, wow, man, I'm going to start going there listening. Because I knew in that little five minute span, I'm not going to lead them to Jesus. Yeah. But I could plant a seed. I could build a relationship. And I could start working towards that. Yeah, amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. And this is what, to do that, we got to quit just visiting one another. Yeah. And start visiting others who are lost and who are out there. And listen to their story. Tell our story. Everyone can tell their story. And everyone, you know the story of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ. If you wouldn't know it, you wouldn't have your story. And it doesn't have to be said in some elegant way. It needs to be said real. And a real, a real testimony coming from a real person will have more impact than some elegant, dressed up proclamation from someone like me. It needs the real story attached to it. Mm -hmm. And God says, I, I, I want you to do that. And listen, I wanna say this too, church. Listen, no more just going home. No more just going to work. No more just, you know, coming to church and, and that's it. It's a wrap. You're to be disappointed if you don't get to share the gospel during the week. You're to be disappointed. Matter of fact, start keeping track with it. And you're to be just going out to people. And let me, let me say this too. Let me see if I can say it right. Sometimes... The easy route out of our real responsibility. Now hear me when I'm gonna say this. Sometimes the easy route out of our responsibility is to uh, invite them to church. Because it's, it's not risky. You're not personally getting rejected. Hmm. You don't really have to come up with anything. And look, I'm not saying there's sometimes where it's, it's, we need to do that because it's all we have and we only gonna be there five minutes or whatever and we wanna invest and check us out on the website or whatever and so we, we do that. So I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying it's wrong as it's the only thing we're doing. Yeah. Because what people need is they need Jesus. Right. Then they will find a church. And so I'm calling everyone in here to start leading people to Jesus. No, I'm not doing it. Jesus is doing it. He's saying, go, 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 go. You know, it says, just as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news of good things. Let me tell you something. Bring me that. Set it right there. Let me tell you what. The beautiful feet of Jesus is telling us as a church. Now, let me say this. We have done 
we've done okay. And I'm proud of every one of you. And, but how many you know you can always do better? Yeah. And we've done good in discipleship, really good. If you look at the, the surveys and the things that we, we're, we've been looking and studying, man, great job with discipleship. Serving the poor, whoo. I mean, we're busting it out the park. We're busting out the park. Discipleship, serving the poor, we're busting out the park. All right, but when it comes to reaching the lost, yes, we're seeing people, we got three people getting baptized next service. Come on. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, Thursday night, we started uh, New Life. You know, at, in the chapel in Timothy building. And man, we had four people that, that came that realized they needed to give their life to Jesus. So four people got saved Thursday night with all those that came. Four of them gave their life to Jesus. And so we're seeing salvation. We see salvations every week, but it's not enough. We ought to be seeing more and we got to start walking with these people and we got to start seeing lives change. It's the only reason we're here. So you know what the Lord Jesus with his beautiful feet, you know what he's saying? He's saying, I come today as an external force to push you in motion. I come today to push you in motion. It is time to go in motion. It is time to just stop just attending church and start being the church. You know, in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, they had the Ten Commandments on their doorposts. And they touched that when they walked out and they touched that when they came in. They had it on the gates of the city. And I mean, just to remind them, remind them, remind them of those Ten Commandments. The church <laughs> needs to engrave them on the outside of the door, engrave them on the outside of our door, put them on the frontlets of our head, you know, write them on our body, whatever we got to do, write it on the walls, just whatever we got to do to remind us that it's about seeking and saving the lost. It's about seeking and saving the lost. Stand your feet, everyone in here. Last quote right here. You are the church and you have been sent into motion by Jesus Christ. You are the church. Let's read this together. Let's say this. Say, or use I. Say, I am the, the church. church and I have, I have been, been sent, sent into, into motion, motion by Jesus Christ. Christ. One more time. I am the, the church, church and I have, I have been, been sent, sent into motion by Jesus Christ. That's you. That's you. Who says, like Isaiah, I will go, Lord. Who says, like Isaiah, I will go. Then you know what? Then let's go do that. Let's go do that. Bow your head and close your eyes. Maybe you've come in here today and you don't know Jesus. You're lost. And today you like, man, pastor, I don't know him, but I want to know him. I feel that drawing from the Holy Spirit, I feel some drawing, I don't even know what it's called, but I feel drawn to do something with my life, to give my life to something. Let me tell you, Jesus is what you need to give your life to. Or maybe you're in here, or maybe you're listening to me and you drifted. You drifted away from God. And the Lord says, my son, my daughter, I want you to come. I want you to come. I want you to come back home. The Lord opens his hands to you. If you're either one of those, and today you just feel the spirit of the Lord just drawing you to make that decision 
I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to put a mic in your face. I'm not going to pull you down here in front of everyone. I don't want fear to stop what's, what's about to happen. And you say, man, pastor, that's me. I, I, I want to move to Jesus. I want to move to Jesus. That's me, pastor. Raise your hand right where you're at because I want to pray with you. Say, that's me. Anyone at all says, raise your hand right where you're at. Say, that's me. Anyone, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else said, that's me. That's me. Come on, raise that hand. Raise that hand and say, that's me. Thank you. Right here. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Right here. That's me. Anyone else says, that's me. Come on, this is the time. This is the time. Don't, don't leave this place. Don't leave this place without embracing Jesus. This is the time. Anyone else says, that's me, pastor. That's me. Joey, right here. Anyone else says, that's me. That's me. Thank you, ma'am. Another lady, just raise your hand. Anyone else says, that's me. That's me. Come on, now's the time. Oh, what a beautiful thing just happened right here. All of heaven is rejoicing. Come on, church. Those who have raised their hand and all of us together, those who are listening. Listen, we're going to pray this. We're going to pray this. We're going to pray this with all of our heart and all of our desire and all of our will. We're going to pray this together. Come on, church, pray it like you mean it. Say, Father, I come now to give my life to you. I'm tired of being away from you. And I want to belong to you. I want to believe. I believe in Jesus Christ as the son of the living God who came to this earth born of a virgin. He walked this earth perfectly. He suffered under the hand of Pontius Pilate. He was crucified and he died for my sins. But on the third day, he rose from the dead. And he ascended into the heavens. And today I say with my own lips, I believe. Come on, those of you who raised your hand and all of us have said, I believe. then salvation has just come to your house. Salvation has just come to your house. Salvation has just come to your house. Come on, church, give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And listen, listen, I got to say this. I got to say, I know we're a few minutes, but we're fine. We're fine. I got to say this. Uh, don't go out there and invite church people to, over here. You know what getting church people to come to your church does? Nothing. You know what it does in the kingdom of God? It actually hurts it. Go out and find lost people. Go out and find maybe Christians but that have drifted away and they're not in a church anywhere. See, go find those people. A lot of times church is designed to attract people from other churches. We're not here to attract people from other churches. We don't think about, oh, let me plant a church over there so I can take some people from over there. We don't know. We plant life-giving churches because God says, do it. And it's for the loss. And it's for those that are drifted away from God. And so I want you to stop, stop going after someone who's already saved. 
and start going after people who are lost. Can I get an amen? amen? Can we do that, church, together? Praise be to God. Those of you that just made that decision, don't stop at that. There are too many people to stop at that. You need to get baptized. Well, I baptized our kids. So what? You need to get baptized again. You just made a decision. I was baptized as a teenager. So what? You drifted away. You need to get baptized again. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to get baptized. We need to see people saved. We need to see people baptized. We need to see people trained to go out and to do this. And we need to keep serving the poor. It's the only reason we exist. It's the only reason, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Come on, can we give Jesus praise?